Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. 14 minutes after 10 p.m. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Big, important, groundbreaking judgment coming out in the High Court earlier today. Yeah, some fascinating stuff. Uh, As you would recall, there's been a dispute uh, about the uh, recognition of King Misizulu as the rightful heir to the throne of the Zulu kingdom. And this was taken to the High Court, uh, and the court adjudicated on this. Many things happened. And the court said that the decision to recognize Mrs. as the king is unlawful and invalid on the basis of two things. One, uh, the court agreed to a submission made by the applicants, that's Prince Smakate and Prince uh, Mbonisi Zulu. And the application was effectively an argument to the effect that due process was not followed in the nomination and appointment of uh, King Misizulu as the successor of the throne. And then the court, in its, in its final you know, voice, said that they ordered the president to appoint an investigative committee to conduct an investigation and provide a report regarding allegations that the identification of King Mis- of Misizulu was not done in terms of customary laws and customs. But the judge was very, very clear and at pains to make clear that this was not a judgment that seeked to tell the country who the rightful king is. That's not what this litigation was about, and that's not what the court had bothered itself with. He says... Uh, Judge Davis, that is the judge that uh, presided over this matter, said, It is rather a judgment to determine if Mrs. Zulu was appointed at, as the king in terms of the Zulu, custom, uh, Zulu customs and whether President Ramaphosa had correctly recognized the, uh, the king um, in terms of the traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act, which they call the Leadership Act for short. So what had effectively happened? Objections had been raised at a meeting against the manner in which the late Prince Mangusutu Butelezi had conducted that meeting and how, for example, Prince Togozane had been silenced and removed from that particular meeting, the judgment find. The president did not give uh, enough consideration to that uh, objection. Furthermore, the president denied that he received a document due to an error in his email address noted thereon but acknowledged having received uh, Princess Tembi's letter dated 3 uh, June 2021. Princess Tembi in her her letter says that a meeting on the 7th of May 2021 did not amount to a meeting of the Zulu royal family and that a meeting on the 14th of May was called under false pretenses and that its agenda didn't indicate that it was called for purposes of identifying a successor to the throne. The president, uh, the judge says on the basis of that submission, the president therefore has erred in law and not followed preemptive provisions of the Leadership Act. This renders his recognition uh, decision susceptible to review. So effectively, the president now has to, as the court orders, appoint a investigative committee to conduct an investigation and provide a report regarding allegations that the identification of Mrs. Zulu was not done in terms of customary laws and customs. What isn't clear about the court order, though, is whether or not 
as it currently stands, King Misizulu is no longer recognized as the king of the Zulu kingdom on the basis that the president had erred in law in the recognition process. So this is perhaps where we do need to start. And our guest for this uh, conversation joining us right now is uh, Professor uh, Tulu, uh, of the, who's the founder of Indonza, yes, he's with Think Tank. Professor, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. <laughs> Let's perhaps start there where the court says that uh, the uh, around the identification uh, part of King Misizulu uh, as uh, having not been done in terms of customary laws and customs. What happened and what should have happened? And is there a disjunct between what happened and what should have happened? No, thank you very much, Oliver, and uh, your listeners uh, uh, this night. No, what has emerged, and um, we have been aware ourselves as analysts of this for quite some time now, maybe a couple of months, was that the first part uh, where the meetings had to be called, there were some discrepancies there because certain members of the Zulu royal family, you see they have, I think, 12 or 13 um, separate houses, which when combined make the Zulu royal household. Yeah. Um, so some of these houses were excluded, and some members were not; those who were there were not allowed to speak um, in the nature of those two meetings. And the second meeting, of course, as, as you read yourself, had those elements of not being explicit. I think the royal family was never uh, now, looking back with the benefit of hindsight, unanimous about um, King Misuzulu or Misuzulu as the successor um, to um, his mother or successor to his father. You must remember that his father passed on on 12th March and uh, a month later his mother passed on. Um, and and so, so there was, yeah. So I, I want us to pause there because I want us to come back around what constitutes the Zulu royal family and why certain households were excluded. Um, and, and, and what the basis for that was. Uh, but I want us to take a break here. Give me a call. I'm taking your reaction. 86 Send me a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. We continue the conversation on the other side of this break. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. 23 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're listening to Night Talk. I'm in conversation with Professor Musa Kulu, the founder of Indons, ISC's Think Tank. We're talking about the High Court judgment effectively setting aside President Ramaphosa's recognition of King Misi Zulu as the Ama Zulu King. Um, so before we went to that pre- uh, break, uh, Prof-, Prof Kulu, you had said that the Zulu royal household is made up of about, uh, the Zulu royal family is made up of about 12 or 13 households. And in some of those meetings, some of those households were excluded. Therefore, as the court concurs uh, with Princess uh, Tembi, that it doesn't constitute a meeting of the Zulu royal family. Um, what was the basis of the exclusion of some of the households in the Zulu royal family? Well, it would be internal squabbles. Um, they are not a united front. And um, so maybe someone would have said, whoever called the meetings would have thought that maybe if I exclude those ones, 
I can get away with this because if they come, maybe they're going to be opposed. You see, there has always been uh, this thing between um, two princes. Let me just say princes for now, Mrs. Zulu and Smagate. Um, 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 uh, that Smagate is older than Mrs. Zulu, is actually the eldest. But there was another cultural thing that said um, Mrs. Zulu is born out of from a mother who comes from another royal family and therefore uh, would be uh, suitable for succession. But that would have had to be debated in a meeting uh, and not taken for granted uh, from anthropological books and, and so on. And, and the minutes of that would have had to be recorded. So, so why exclude this one and take on this one? So I think that, that as a result of the exclusions, there was no talk of that. It was just a straight talk. And I think that's where it faltered uh, when you look at it very closely now with hindsight. Yeah. Who made that decision? Was it specifically uh, Prince Butelezi? Well, the meetings were called by him. Um, uh, um, were called by him and were chaired by him. Um, um, I wouldn't say he had bad intentions, but maybe um, because I, I communicated with him a lot about these things. Looking at it now, he, he, he would have, have had to be a little bit careful about the nature of those meetings and the authenticity of the meetings. I think there was an over, oversight there. He, 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 he missed there on that point. Yeah. So just back to the law, like I said earlier, it's not clear from an immediate reading of the court order, not the judgment per se, right? but specifically the court order, which is that the court sets aside President Ramaphosa's recognition of um, Mrs. Zulu as the king. Does, does recognition have to be a satisfied action for, uh, king, uh, for Mrs. Zulu to be the official king, or can he remain king without the recognition of the president? How important is the executive authority of the president as a recognition agent in this particular instance? My goodness, I'm taking your reactions to this. Give me a call, 086-000-2032. I'm going to also have a listen at some of your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Let's have a listen at some of your WhatsApp voice notes that's come through as we uh, connect Prof, uh, Prof Kulu back on. I think we may have Prof Kulu back on. Prof Kulu, did you hear my last question there or do you want me to repeat that? Yeah, no, just repeat it a few words that I missed. Yeah, how important is the re- the action of recognizing the king by the president as a constitutional action? Uh, does it is is it necessary to complete the credibility of whoever the king may be, or can the king, the incumbent, still remain king uh, despite the fact that the president's recognition either hasn't happened or has been set aside by a court? Well, let me start here. The, the Zulu Kingdom, like all other kingdoms in most of Africa, except in Swaziland and Morocco, and slightly, yeah, Swaziland and Swatin and Morocco, the Zulu Kingdom is a sub-national kingdom. This means that the, the kingdom is subject to the laws of South Africa. It's not a, an, a, an absolute monarchy. And they, because they get paid a salary, and, and, and they also use the resources of the state, and therefore the recognition by the president unleashes the full status to make a king operational. Theoretically, 
culturally, if a, a, a king can actually preside over his family, but in terms of uh, if it's not recognized by the president, his powers become limited, and there's, there's likely to be many uh, facets of society that uh, question his authority. So the president is is uh, by law um, uh, both the 2003 Act and the 2019 Act has a responsibility to acknowledge to recognize the king. Yeah. What what happens is that uh, if, therefore in the process says the family nominates somebody uh, and, and, as as king, but he has got to go to the process where the premier. The family must write to the premier, who must then write to the president. So there's there's an administrative process which, yeah. if not completed, could complicate issues um, issues for the king and his subjects. So as it currently stands, uh, King Misizulu remains in the position, but is not entitled to the full benefits of the state. Definitely so. He's not entitled entitled to the full benefits of the state which is going to um, um, demobilize him quite a little bit. And I, I, can, I can feel that tomorrow there may be some from the royal household going to court to order that his salary be stopped with immediate effect. Yeah. And uh, if, if that is so, then it's going to complicate his situation for quite some time until appeal processes and all those other investigations which we don't know how long they will take, which may be contested. It may take much, much longer than, than we think. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, not a good, it's not looking good at all. Traditionally and customarily, how should this then now be resolved? Well, it has to go back to the Zulu royal family. Um, a leader must emerge there. I don't know how, because Mangosotu pillars are slightly having advantage of age. But somebody will have to call all the houses of the Zulu royal family and advise them that there has been this uh, outcome that needs their immediate attention, especially because the two meetings that nominated Mrs. Zulu are now in dispute officially and legally. Mm. So it it may it simply means that it's it's actually starting all over again the process. Yeah, I guess the process will have to be, uh, they'll have to design a process for themselves. But if there's no consensus mm. on it, it may well be that the Zulu kingdom finds itself in a limbo for, for, for quite a while. And, and, and it remains contentious, as we've seen with, with other religious leaders whose positions have been uh, uh, under contention in South Africa for quite a while. Uh, I'm taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 Let's have a listen to some of these WhatsApp voice notes that has come through thus far. Good evening, Oliver. Sunday here, KZN. I've always tried to ask, why was it difficult for the king to name his successor? That's all. In the British Empire, we know who's dead in line. But in the Zulu Kingdom, we don't know. That's why we always have problems like this. Thank you. Prof, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, no, yeah, no, thanks. Uh, there has been lots of quick people uh, questioning that. Maybe um, I don't know because it's an inside family matter. 
uh, why the king decided to nominate nobody. Um, I think um, uh, in passing, I can say that there were relationship problems between King Veritini and uh, now um, son, Mrs. Zola, um, who she had stressed on for a good number of years. And many people <clears throat> think that it's as a result of that that he did not nominate him. And where he should have written his name, he left in the will, I'm told, a blank space, opening now opportunity for all these things uh, to happen. Um, and therefore, it's subjected to all sorts of other interpretations. Maybe, I don't want to say much about the internal family issues, but um, I think the, 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 the person that's questioning it is, is spot on. I mean, you, you saw in England, nobody doubts uh, who the next king is going to be. When the queen passed on, uh, it was known everywhere that the line is like this. Here, there are contestations, I think, also uh, as a result of polygamy and as a result of um, general secretness um, among traditional uh, families, wanting not to throw, not wanting to, not wanting not to play ball too openly, and and it yeah. results in this. Yeah. Yeah. Lubuyo Chengele from Cape Town. My take on this looking judgment, I think the president must take this for a review. Even the looking monarchy must take this for a review because this thing is divisive and is going to cause a chaos. And in the first instance, how can you? allow a white judge to rule on black matters. They don't even have cultures, those people. What do they know about cultures? Uh, does it matter the race of the judge in this instance, or does it matter the substance of the law? Do you have no, a comment on that? Probably? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's offside. It's not understanding where South Africa is today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a listen at this. What's a voice note? Mm. Hello, Oliver. Good evening. I just want to know from your guest if Shaka was not born out of wordlock. I just want to know if Sikujana was not the rightful heir of the Zulu kingdom. Yeah, we'll use that as the final uh, question and comment uh, for this conversation. Prof. Ulu, do you perhaps want to respond to that or its relevance and importance? No, it, it, it is relevant. It relates to um, Prince uh, Smagade. Shara was not born in uh, in a wedlock. He was born outside. But then he was the eldest, and he took kingship by force, by sending his half-brother to go and try, pretend to be um, befriending Sikujana and then drowned him during a, a swimming exercise in the river. And then, of course, uh, he came in with the Amambuto uh, soldiers from Bintetua and took over uh, the Zulu Kingdom. So, yeah, no, he, it's a good yeah. question. Yeah. It's a good question. Thank you so in much. Fact, all of them, all of them uh, uh, also, uh, um, yeah, Shagawas and a few others had uh, similar problem challenges that they were not really 
falling within the description that was used to describe mm. uh, the ascension of King Mesut Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it, Prof. Tulu. Uh, we'll Thank continue you. this conversation as the story develops and unfolds. I know. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm taking your reaction still 86